a little extra Lambo. Coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here. South Hill, Spokane, Washington. How are you doing today? We have a great guest. She's a pretty amazing woman. She's a kingdom warrior. She's a boy mom. She's a creator. But best of all, she's a survivor. I have on the phone with me today, I have the real Lady J from TikTok fame. And she'll laugh about that. Yeah. On the phone, we have the real Lady J. We have a pretty cool conversation starting out with a project that she has been working on. Uh, it involves uh, People versus Preds, which is a YouTube channel. Please go check them out. They're doing some amazing work trying to catch these pedophiles, trying to do bad things with kids, and they're exposing them, bringing them to justice. In this particular case, justice has not been served. He's been caught. The, the guy has been caught red-handed. A full hour, I believe, full hour-long video, which is still on YouTube. So go check that out. People versus Preds. I believe this episode in particular is number four. I We do not give the guy's name on this on this podcast. If you want to know what the guy's name is, please go to the real lady J her TikTok as well as her Instagram or the link tree, uh, same name, the real lady J and it'll take you to all of her content, especially through the link tree, go to link tree, just like mine, little extra Lambo and hers is the real lady J and that'll take you right to the shortcuts. But in this particular case, this guy is not, had justice yet. Uh, It's been a year, and she talks about this case. So please go to her Instagram if you want to know what the real name is. I don't even have his real name in my notes. That's how careful I am trying to be with this case. Um, It is with NCIS right now, so they are hopefully still doing some investigation, and we kind of talk about that in the show. Right now, um, I am going, and I, I know she is not going to care about this, but right now we have a we have a need in this country down in Mississippi. Um, I created a video with conserv- conservative ant on TikTok. Uh, he's a huge creator. Please go check him out, conservative ant. He's a friend of mine on on TikTok. So if you want to go check out his video, but he created a video about getting water and other supplies down to. Mississippi. Jacksonville, Mississippi has no water. Now, what do we know about the elites in this country? The elites are prepared. The elites know what is coming, what is coming and and, and how it's going to affect us as a people. So this mayor of this town, the people have no water. They can't have water to drink. They can't have water to cook. They can't have water to flush the toilet. They can't have water to shower with. It's all contaminated. But what does this guy do? He already has a water truck parked out in front of his house, pumped right in. There's a line from the truck to his house. So he has clean water. Now tell me that don't sound fishy. But anyway, we're here to help the people of Jacksonville, Mississippi. So I am going to play this video. If you would like to help, please contact me uh, through the TikTok, through my Facebook, 
through extralambo at gmail.com. I will link this address of where the supplies are going to be shipped to. It's a church down there in Jackson, Mississippi. I will attach that to the prologue of the show as well as my TikTok, which is already on the video, as well as my Facebook page. So, and then if you want it, if you want to help out, just just next time you're in your Amazon account, ship them a ship them a case of water. It can it's desperately needed at this point. Baby formula, baby diapers, anything else that you think that they might need, just ship it down there. It will be greatly appreciated. Number one, most of all, water. Please send them water. Here's the video. Hey guys, so I think the easiest way for water to get to Mississippi would be directly sending or shipping it to a location. I just got off the phone with uh, the gentleman over at this church. You can screenshot it. I also posted in my last video. He said that they are um, mostly in need of water. So I've already... um, ship some from my directly from my Amazon account to them. You can do the same again. That's the information for it. I asked if they needed baby formula, food, anything else. He said mainly water, water bottles are mostly important, but they'll also obviously take jugs as well. So that's the info on that. That is probably the easiest way. Thanks guys. All right. Uh, conservative ant, conservative ant. Uh, he's a Fox News contributor. He's been on there several times. Huge on TikTok, doing what he can right now for the people of Jackson, Mississippi, or I'm sorry, Jacksonville. Um, no, Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, the church, Fondren Church Community Center, 3327 Old Canton Road, Jackson, Mississippi, 39216. Again. Uh, I don't mean to barge into uh, the real Lady J and her podcast. I know she is not going to mind this at all because that's the kind of person that she is. She's an amazing, huge heart. And I know a conservative ants trying to do what he can to help the people down there. So please, let's, uh, let's do what we can. Let's get the water down there. And next time you're on Amazon, just send them a case. Send them a case of water goes down to this church again if you want the address i can send it to you or it'll be all over my stuff so um thank you aunt for doing that that's awesome if you get that set up um i know he's also working with uh a group to help with uh child trafficking and you know he's getting he's getting all fronts getting attacked because people love messing with their children and and this group is is fighting to save the lives of the children. So we will definitely be having a show on that coming up because I think it's an amazing project. Back to the real lady J. Uh, we talk about the, the, the pedophile or people versus preds. And we talk a little bit about her business. We also talk about her crash. She had a massive crash, which she gets into the details of that she can remember. And, the aftermath of it. She started over. She had a reset button and she kind of tells about that story. So uh, I hope that the people, the other people involved are okay as well. I did not ask that in the show and I I thought about it afterwards. So I I pray that those people are are, um, okay and healthy and with us today 
just as uh, Lady J is with us, and hopefully they are they're thriving as well in their lives. Uh, we also talk finish up talking about her relationship with the Good Lord above. Was not a Bible person before, and then once she kind of lost her memory. God was there to step in. God was there to fill in the blanks and, and walk her through her new journey. So that was a interesting conversation to have about that and her relationship with God. So uh, great podcast. Um, what else do we got to promote? I got a couple commercials coming in. Um, yeah, that one, just uh, conservative ant was really all I wanted to get to. Please, uh, if you can't help, please help. But uh, I want to I want to introduce to you uh, the real lady J. Find her on TikTok, Instagram, as well as her link tree. This is the real lady J. On the phone with us today from. Maryland, we have the real Lady J from TikTok. What part of Maryland are you from? Um, I grew up in Montgomery County, but I have kind of bounced all over the place. And you are TikTok famous, so thank you for. Not you you uh, you've had you've had several accounts as as I have as as many others have as well. What do you what do you think about this censorship that we get put under on 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 TikTok? I mean, well, obviously, I think it's ridiculous. Um, but I will say, I I came into TikTok knowing that this was going to be the battle that I was up against. So even though I get extremely annoyed when you know strikes come down or videos get removed or you know you go on posting bands or live bands, like it's frustrating um but i just remember like this is literally what i signed up for so i i just say i never get to the point where i want to just quit and give up because i feel like ultimately that's all they're trying to get us to do is to just walk away i i believe the same thing i i've i'm starting to get accounts made up with my name and picture on them which is why i mm-hmm. made the i made the post of if if i have an account i'm just going to start attaching it with my Instagram. And I got that idea from Mr. Freedom stick who was, he was having the same thing done to him and he was attaching his, his Instagram. So that way everybody knew you got to have a, you know, my, my password's pretty complicated. So it was, you know, if you add your, your Instagram to there, it'll pop up and then they can't, they can't then steal it and create an account that's real that, that, you know, they could be a part of. So, so that's why I started doing that. Somebody's already, They've already created fake Instagrams of me. I just tell people that um, if it's not posting original content, it's not me. So if they're just taking my videos, you know, that are already on my page or have a watermark on them, that's not me. I will always post original content. Like, I'll share my own videos, but I'll still post original content. Gotcha. Well, Mike from from Texas, Three Rows, he was having Mm -hmm. a fake account messaging other people and being very provocative, very perverted, being, you know, very sexual in, in those conversations. So he just wanted to come out and make sure that, you know, this is, this is not me. I don't want to be a part of this, you know, just know that it's not me. And TikTok wouldn't take the account down. 
I've recorded, there's one that's doing that for me, and I've recorded it probably 12 times, and I know other people have, and they will not budge. So we think that it's TikTok. It's not people, it's not other people. We think that it's TikTok <laughs> in order for you to just walk away. Because ultimately that's you what know they what? want. <laughs> You're probably right. I know they do have people that will monitor um, live broadcasts. Like I know that TikTok has people in my lives all the time. They're just waiting for like one word to be said, whether it's me saying it or somebody in the comments, and then they just report, 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 report. That's that's ridiculous. How did you get started? Yeah. On TikTok? Yeah. Um, kicking and screaming. <laughs> I actually um, have been posting anonymously on the internet for years. Um, for personal reasons, I just couldn't put my face and um, name out there. And I started TikTok for my business, really. And I swore, like, because I, I didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, I'm just going to keep it for my business. And now I rarely post on my business page. <laughs> I think it was just more of like um, having most of my family and who I thought were my friends turn on me for the things that I was posting on Facebook. And then I go onto TikTok and it's like, oh, wow, there are hundreds of thousands of other people who want to hear what I have to say and don't hate me for it. And it encouraged me to keep going. I got on to see who was commenting on my daughter's posts. I have two daughters and they're both on, on TikTok. So I just, I just wanted to get on there. Didn't care if Good I dad. had followers, anything like that. I just wanted to read the comments just so nothing, you know, nothing along those lines. And then I, I, I just started kind of moving in and then same thing. There's like, Oh, there are other people out here who believe what I believe politically and yeah. prepping and survival and stuff like that. And I was just mind blown of, of how vast that, that area is that we can reach through TikTok. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think that you and I have been following each other since I got started though. I've been on since I want to say last, last April. Yeah, that's about when I started. Okay. So actually today is when I really started, post, like this day last year, um, because this is the anniversary of the suicide bombing in Afghanistan. Oh, And that was when I actually started posting regularly. Um, but I, was, I started around April, but I just was like one thing here and there. And you are active with the human trafficking aspect. Am I, am I correct in saying that? I am not as active as other people are. I'm just loud. <laughs> okay. Which, which yeah, hey, I, that, um, that helps. Yeah. I, I, there, I have a soft spot for children, obviously. I have a son. Um, but it is hard for me to dig in that direction because I have a child. Um, so I will gladly let the people who are good at that do that. And I will dig in the areas that I'm good at digging in. And then we just share each other's information to keep it going that way. And the reason that I am having you on today is because you were digging around and came across a, um, grown male trying to pick up a 14 mm -hmm. year old boy. Uh, why mm -hmm. don't you just start telling us the story yeah so that one it actually overlapped with some something that i am passionate about um 
or that I am good at digging into, which is the military and people. Um, and this, this information was originally given to me from somebody else in the military and just, they asked me to look into it and see if I could find anything because they were having a hard time and they're in the military. Um, so then I, that immediately just perked me up and my family makes jokes that I'm like, I might as well be working in the FBI because I can utilize Google to find out anything I want about anyone. And then, well, you know, there's lots of different ways to find information, right? Correct. Um, so I was just intrigued by this and the absolute disgust that I felt in it is what kept me going. So there is a master chief in the United States Navy who last May was caught on camera attempting to meet up with a 14 year old boy to have sexual relations with him. Um, the video was handed over to NCIS and this past May, 2022, Charges had still not been filed, so the video was released on YouTube. We are now in August. Charges still have not been filed. NCIS claims that they are still investigating, um, but this this master chief still holds his rank in the Navy, is still stationed in San Diego, still going to work and earning his pay every single day. And we're, and, and I'm I'm just going to ask the question. We know for 100% sure it is a master chief within the Navy. Yes. What uh, what verifications do you have, just to cover our bases, what verifications do you have to um, identify the, the subject in conversation? Um, he was identified by people who are stationed with him. If you would like um, me to give you those people's names, I will give them to you off air and you can reach out to them if you want to. No, I'm good. Um, But since they are, okay. I'm just just creating content for the show. (laughs) But I know that those are going to be questions that when, you know, when people listen to the show, they're going to ask those questions as well. So I'm just asking. Absolutely. I just can't, you know, I'm not going to drop their name. Nope, nope, (laughs) I wouldn't either. But but yeah, and... um, so he is in information technology out in San Diego. I will tell you that. I mean, you can go on my TikTok and get his name. I have his name all over there. I shout it out every time. Yeah. No, we're, we're fine. If, I if do, you do want to go there, go to the real lady J and all of that stuff will be upon her on her TikTok. I am a firm believer that if it's a situation where we know we're going to be up against the wall, And when it comes to the military, a lot of times we're going to be up against the wall, which is a problem that a lot of military members have because they're, for lack of better words, afraid to speak out. I'm not saying that they're fearful men and women. I'm just saying a lot of times risking their job when they feel like they're not really even going to be able to make any moves is not something they're willing to do. Um, When it comes to, you know, politicians, obviously, us regular people, we're constantly going to be hit against a wall. Um, in my experience, a lot of times it's just the more noise you make, the louder you can get with it. Then that's when somebody will step up and do something about it. And that is really what I'm trying to do. And that's why I have no problem blasting that guy's name on TikTok. And that's probably the same reason why nobody's told me to stop blasting his name on TikTok either. 
And if it, the, if information was given to you from the military aspect, given to you to do research upon, then there is, I w- you know, I would say 100% truth behind the allegations. So yeah. that's why TikTok can't remove those videos or just okay. shut you down altogether for it. So that's why I believe TikTok is run by our federal government. But... <laughs> We can save that for a different. We can you. save that for a different show. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Um, actually, it's it is still up on YouTube also. Okay. The full video. Um, so the encounter was done by a group called uh, People vs. Predators, like sorts of predators. Um, and this is what they do. They do decoy operations frequently, and that's how they they caught him. Um, but the entire encounter is still up on YouTube on that channel. Do you know how long he's been doing this for? Have there been other boys? Um, There is some speculation that that is what is taking the investigation so long. I'm going to call BS on that. Um, I don't see why he hasn't been at least relieved of his duties in the meantime while an investigation is happening. His face and name, like he's on camera doing this. Um, You see the messages are are in his phone. They are up on the screen. Um, that's kind of the part that's, that's so mind-boggling to me. To be that bold, I feel like this is not his first time. You know, normally there's a grooming process that happens, and this man was ready to go meet up in a grocery store in, like, the Tuesday's aisle or something like that and pick up the who he thought was a 14-year-old boy and take him back to a hotel. What? Hmm. I'm I'm just trying to think of the right words. What do you think drives a a sergeant like that? You know, he's supposed to be there defending our country. He's supposed to be there, you know, being the moral standard of of what our government and our of of what humans should be. What do you think drives him to do that to a 14-year-old boy? I have two two very strong opinions on this, and I think that they are both correct. <laughs> I think that abuse is a cycle. Um, he is probably somebody that was abused at some point in his life. And even if his intention is not to inflict the pain onto another person, um, it I think his subconscious believes that this is a way to release it. Um, the other strong belief that I have that I believe is also true is that pedophiles cannot be rehabilitated. Um, I think that it's a different type of addiction that can't be suppressed. Yeah, I believe that same thing as well. They can they can disguise it, they can hide it, but there I don't believe pedophiles can be rehabilitated. Yeah. And that to me is the most alarming thing. And I come from a Navy family. I did not serve. Um, but I have many, many, many family members that did. I have an uncle who was a master chief. I have a cousin who was a SEAL. Several other cousins who served went to the academy. Um, my son wants to serve. He wants to be a Navy SEAL. He wants to do the Sea Cadets, which is like basically a youth program um, for the to kind of like prep for the Navy. And it terrifies me to think that there are children on that base going through those programs and potentially going out on ships with that man to learn the IT field 
and he has access to them. Like I know from sitting in on those parent meetings that you just drop your kid off. Like you, the parent can't stay on base. How much access does this man have to children? And he doesn't even have to leave the base. That's alarming to me. Yeah, no, that's a good question. How did you stumble upon this? It was sent to me. Or that was what was sent to you? The, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. What, can you talk well, about what article, was sent to you? It was a news article. Okay. Um, so there, there are a few. And I will say that every time I, I go digging, because I pop in periodically, I'm like, I want to see where we're at with this. Um, it's harder and harder to find information. Um, so the original article that I saw it came from a Navy website and I thought I had it in here. It's like a, a military news publication. So it's not like an official government site. They just publish things that are happening within the military. Is it known to the public? It is. It's available online. Um, I, I have it. Hold on. <laughs> no, I lied. I don't have that one saved. Okay. But it is also in the San Diego uh, Tribune. Okay. They did report on it back in May of this year. But like I said, this happened in May of 2021, and it wasn't until the video was released on YouTube in May of 2022 that anybody addressed it. So once that information got out and then people started raising eyebrows to it, that's when they were like, Oh, well now maybe we should look into this. Right. And I think it's really because people were like, wow, it's been a year. How is he still in? And there is a lot of talk about his rank being the reason why he's in and I think that kind of, I think that's really more the Navy trying to protect themselves than it is them trying to protect him. But I still think that they can remove him and protect, like they would protect themselves more by getting rid of him. By keeping him around and trying to sweep it under the rug, they're just making it worse for themselves. I I asked um, a couple Navy people, uh, before doing this podcast just to kind of cover my bases and try to keep us both from not getting in trouble by doing this. So, which is why, right. you know, earlier today I sent you a text saying, Hey, has NCIS, have they touched this? Have they looked at this? And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they have it 100%. So I feel comfortable doing the show, but I was also told that if NCIS has it, they don't care about the guys in the Navy. They want to bust the guys in the Navy. Now, Maybe it is his rank. Maybe they are told from somebody else that, hey, we're just going to kind of suppress this and hopefully it doesn't, you know, spark up any fires anywhere. But maybe that's why it's dragging its feet is because somebody from up above is now trying to suppress all of that. And as we know, our government is kind of shady. So, Especially when it comes to this topic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different ways that my mind could could try to figure out what's going on, but I don't have any solid proof on them. You know, it's just speculation for why they're handling it the way that they are. Um, but I think you know when it when it comes to SA in the military, it's handled very much the same way. 
it's let's just shuffle people around. Let's, you know, offer this person minimal counseling. <laughs> let's let this other person continue on because they've been here for so long. I mean, I just, waiting to talk to you today, I came across a TikTok of a, a girl in the army who was sexually assaulted by her commander. I'm not familiar with army terminology, so I'm probably going to butcher this, but she was upset because she changed um, bases and she was kind of hoping she was going to get a fresh start, but she's never going to get a fresh start because she's labeled as somebody who's been through this, but the guy is, has never been held accountable because he's been in for 16 years. Everybody keeps telling her to leave it alone. He's almost at retirement. Let him get there. How does that? And it's 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 a sad trend, unfortunately. And I'm it's I'm sad to see. Like I I don't. There's a lot of anger, but ultimately I am sad to see that they are handling a situation involving children in the same manner. Well, in in any situation like that, as a as a human who has been involved in that, it would I would and I have not. So I'm just going to generalize. I'm. if you're telling me, ah, oh, just don't worry about it. Let him get through. You're you're feeling worthless at that point. I have no exactly. value in your eyes. My my, what just happened to me has zero value in your eyes. Exactly. And that is how the army. Let's, let's just take the army in in this case. The army is telling this girl, your value really means nothing to us. So just let it go. Right. That's, that's there unreal. is one other. One other important, um, let me pull up the code. I just want to go ahead and get this out there because there has been speculation all over one of my pages about this. Um, There is a code in California that allows for people to be charged um, even if the event did not occur, Um, which is important with this situation with this master chief Um, because there wasn't a real child. It was a decoy. Some people are saying that that's why they're not charging him because there was no actual victim, so there was no crime. That is not true in California. Okay. The exact code for you, so just so that the listeners can have it. I can I can see how some slimy, some slimy <laughs> lawyer would go. Well, it wasn't an actual child involved. He was set up. Right. Exactly. Slimy. And they do that. While you're looking for the that California code, let me bring up Crave East Drinks Nightlife downtown Spokane, right there in Riverfront Park, the heart of Spokane, Washington, where all of the activities are, all of the concerts, all of the nightlife, all of the festivals. Pig out of the park, stop in Crave East Drinks Nightlife. Say hello to Jacob and the staff. Most of all, be sure to tip your waiters. They're working their tails off down there trying to get through this economy that we have this biden economy and they're struggling we're struggling if you're down there having a good time tip your waiters say hello to jacob and the staff tell them a little extra lambo sent you i take screenshots of everything so that i don't forget but then i I go to my screenshot folder and i'm like crap (laughs) how am i gonna narrow this down but yeah, no, I will, I'll send it to you. Okay, perfect. Just so perfect. you can include it because I just want people to know, you know, there's always going to be people that are like, oh, well, this is why, and this is why, and this is why. Like at the end of the day, there's really no justification. There are, we see plenty of times, 
you know, whether you're a teacher or, um, you know, a football coach or something like that, you know, if, if, if there's any suggestion or idea that something may have occurred and an investigation is taking place, you're going to be removed from your position while that's happening. Correct. And that has not been done to this man. Is so I know California, you said the California code mm-hmm. is it is Navy code different than California code. Can the Navy overrule California code and maybe they need to have proof that that was an actual child or are they trying to piece together if this has happened in the past to get actual proof that he was actually with a child before? I suppose all of that, all of that could be true. Um, I am not sure though. It did not happen on base. So I don't know if at that point, like a sheriff's department could take over. If NCIS did not want to follow through. There's so many elements. Um, it's just upsetting. I, I've seen things be brushed under the rug, and I have never seen something like this be brushed under the rug. And it would be very easily done to save face. That's why people yeah. need to be need to be loud. Like I was, I, I, I was talking to Freedom Stick a little while ago, and he was ta- talking about um, First Amendment auditors, just based, you know, humans, people watching and videotaping what the police are doing. That's your First mm-hmm. Amendment right to do so, keeping everybody honest. And if you're loud, and especially in a situation like this, if you're loud, people are going to either acknowledge what you're saying or, sh- you know, shoot you down. But hopefully your voice turns into another voice, which turns into a third voice, and now they've got to do something about it. Right. There are a few um, military TikTokers who have posted about it, but unfortunately, I don't think the video stayed up, which should say a lot also. Correct. So where are you at then? Are you just, are you just waiting? What is, your, what is your next step in this to try to get some, some justice? Um, I, right now, I just plan on being louder and louder and louder, and I'm spreading it. Every time I post, I'm spreading it on more and more platforms. Um, so eventually, it's going to be quite hard to saturate and drown this out. Um, so I've pulled in my other platforms to this also. Um, whereas before, I was only posting on the one TikTok page. So it's fine. I'm just going to keep popping back in, and I'm going to see where we're at. And every, every time I notice that he still hasn't been charged, I'm just going to push this back out across 10 different platforms now. Is there a way to get any senators involved? You know, they say call your call your senators, call your congressmen. Has that been? <laughs> they has do that always been done? say that, but I hate, I hate to say this, but what do they do? I yeah, I mean, what do they do? Anything? <laughs> that's, that's that's the question. I don't. I and I, it's terrible to even have that mentality, but like I might as well just keep being loud because that's how you get senators to do anything, also. Is there also being in California? Are there senators in California that we could hand it off to and trust them? To do I mean, things? Nancy Pelosi's pretty trustworthy. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about her. <laughs> right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I wish I wish that there was more. You know, more. Uh, I'm sure that there's more to do. 
um, with I know. this. I wish I had more information that I could give, like, with hope in it. <laughs> right now, it's just, well, then, fine. I'll just keep exposing. Yeah. No, keep keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully other other voices will, will join in. Hopefully the right ears hear what has happened because this is a bad look upon the Navy. It oh, has it also is. been since May of 21, and it's going to eventually just be swept under the rug. I mean, you know how fast things move, and especially if a actual conflict in this country happens, it'll be lost. Yeah. It'll be lost for good and he will, you know, he'll be able to go scot free. So that's that you know, hopefully somebody else hears this that is has the right ears and can do something about it. Um I would say I would say email senators, email congressmen and you know, make them make them aware at least of what's going on. Yeah. Next, I want to ask you about your crash and the, you know, the life-changing memory loss that you had from it and where you're at now. But first, I want to talk about my co-host, Albert Garza of the Hotcast One Radio Podcast, has a new batting cage in town. It's called In-House. In-house batting cages, you can get one-on-one instruction for your baseball and softball swing, as well as fielding practice and your pitching needs. So if you need to get a hold of some one-on-one instruction for your baseball or softball swing, get a hold of Albert, get a hold of in-house, or check out their Facebook page. Yeah, um, so in 2018, I was in a car accident. I do not remember any of it. Um, I feel like that's important detail because people always say like, oh, you'll remember one day, you'll remember one day, and I I still have nothing. It was about a two-mile stretch of when my last memory was from before the collision. And it's so just everything in between is just gone. Um, So I, I don't know what happened. I will never know what happened. I just woke up in my truck to the, um, this god-awful sound of what I now know was the sound that your engine makes when it gets smashed to bits. Um, and then I smelled fire, and then I opened my eyes to see smoke. So I was unconscious, and that was just like my senses one by one like kicked back on. It was a very surreal experience, um, and then I panicked. At the time, I didn't know... Like, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what happened. It was a very frightening experience. And I'm the type of person where in the midst of chaos, I can remain pretty level-headed. It's not, you know, until later that it'll hit me that something traumatic happened. But that was not the case here. I just full-blown went into panic mode, tried to get out of my truck, tried to rip my seatbelt off. My truck was already surrounded by people um, by the time I came to. Um. Throughout <laughs> throughout the course of that that day, I came to realize that I didn't know who I was. So I was in and out of consciousness once they got me out of truck out of the truck um, and into the ambulance and things like that. So I remember like little blips of things happening, uh, but for the most part, I didn't know anything. I woke up in shock trauma a few hours later out in Baltimore, and I, I didn't know who I was. So every, every time I would wake up, they would ask me, you know, do you know your name? And, and it was like, I had two answers for everything. And I wasn't really sure which answer was ever correct. And they'd ask me what the weather was like outside. And I, 
I was like, oh, it's nice today. It's warm. And then I'm like, no, it's cold. You know, like I, my brain just couldn't figure out the time and the place of even where I was. Um, the strangest thing that happened, and this is just a fun fact for everybody out there because I didn't know it until it happened to me, is that when you don't know who you are, they give you a Jane Doe bracelet <laughs> and they put it on your left hand. Um, so, you know, you when you go to the hospital, they normally will put like your your ID bracelet like on your yep. right hand. Yep, with a scan so bar first, and all that stuff. Yeah. So when I was able to identify myself for the first time, they slapped a bracelet on me. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I've been here for a while. Like, why are they just now giving me a bracelet? And I looked down at my other hand and I had a Jane Doe bracelet on my opposite wrist. So that's just like for the nurses or doctors, when they come into the room, they immediately know not to say your name because you don't have a bracelet on. So they knew who I was. Yeah, just fun fact. They had all of my belongings and everything. They knew who I was, but I did not. And they don't want you to look down at the bracelet and like be able to identify yourself. They want your memory to come back to you. It's kind of how they gauge how far gone you are. So physically, I was not broken at all. I didn't even really have any like bruising on me. Um, I just had no idea who I was. <laughs> and then so for the next about six months of my life, it was an everyday, everyday battle of waking up in the morning and I was literally a blank slate. I woke up every single morning in panic and fear because I didn't know where I was. So I would like jolt up in bed like, oh my God, you know? And then like, if my son was with me, because he'd never left my side after this, you know, I would like hit him when I like jolted up in the bed like that. And I'd be like, oh, right, you're my kid. So he was like my grounding. And then once I like knew who he was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in my bed. I'm in my room. This is my house. These are my things. Like I would wake up every single day and I just had no idea. And even when I would like get dressed, I would just stare at my clothes. Like, what is, like, this is what I like. So it wasn't even like I just lost my, my memory. I lost my entire identity with it. And every day is the same thing. So I'd go through every day, just, you know, being triggered of things, you know, trying to remember and then go to sleep that night and wake up the next morning and start all over again. And I actually started making video diaries while I was going through this process um, because things were happening to me. Like I was having all these revelations and, and just healing lots of areas in my life. And I didn't want to forget these really cool things that I was going through. So I would make video diaries and I actually watched some of them today. I was looking for something else and uh, it's kind of heartbreaking to see how many times I would talk about the same thing. And even throughout one day, because I just didn't remember that I had already done this. I already talked about it. I already made a video so that I wouldn't forget. I would just do it again. So the reset button was kind of an ongoing thing. Oh my gosh. That, that yeah. Was <laughs> like, it was like the circuit breaker. Like it just kept like, <laughs> like and he just needed to keep flipping it every morning. It was like the whole thing surged and just had to, you know, go open the box and flip the switch again. Do you, what was your, in, in the past, did you take lots of pictures? Did you, do you have anything that, that triggers any memories from before the crash? Yep. Um, well, anything really will. I'll tell you what helped me a lot. So I lived on a 40-acre farm on the time of my accident. So I was pretty isolated out there. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't even get to the grocery store 
on my own or anything like that. So eventually, I guess it was about it was about six months in. Um, I left the farm and moved to my mom's house. My mom allowed me and my son and my cat and my dog, bless her heart, to come stay with her. And once I moved into her house, it was my childhood home. The it I feel like my progress increased. Like it, it just happened much quicker. There still are a lot of things that I struggle with. Um, one interesting thing when memories do come back, it's it's not it's like it's not my memory. I feel like I'm remembering a scene from a movie. So there's like there's no emotion attached to it, you know. So if it was a traumatic experience, it's almost easier to deal with it now than it, you know, maybe I was holding on to things before. Um, but then there's the flip side to that is like I came across some really cool memories of me and my son hiking prior to my accident, and I'm like, wow, I don't remember that, you know. So it can be heartbreaking at the same time to to lose things, but. I turn into like a giddy little kid whenever I do have a memory. I bet. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot all about this because it's it sounds so cheesy, but I don't know what I forgot until I remember. <laughs> how many how so many stories really did your excited. son have have to tell you? Oh, lot. He called me CRS girl for the longest time. Can't remember shit. Oh, <laughs> like he he would say like, this is your superhero name now. You're CRS girl. <laughs> CRS. He was such a trooper. Like I, I'm sure that it affected his life in crazy ways. And it is sad to think about like in that aspect, but he was so phenomenal, like such an amazing human being. Like, honestly, if it was not for him, I don't know how I would have, would have gotten through and to the point that I'm even at now, because he was truly the one thing that would allow me to be grounded enough to start receiving information and memories back in. So like if it was a day where he was, you know, going to his dad's, cause that happened a lot too. You know, I'm healing. He needed to be entertained. He was only nine at the time. Um, I would have difficult, difficult days. Like I, I would barely even leave my room. You know, I wouldn't go outside ever. I would hardly get dressed. So just the time would pass by and I just had no idea how much, how much time I mean there were there were times where I would go like four days without sleeping just everything on my mind and nothing on my mind at the same time yeah yeah you what, know, what, like do, what do you think about when you have no no <laughs> memories to go off of and it's um, you know you're trying to be you know yeah. engaged but there's nothing there's nothing there that has that is yeah. what a feeling yeah, it was really a lot of it was trying to figure out my life from here on out. Like, well, what am I going to do now? You know, like, how do I move on from here? Because I was, I was literally a brand new person. And like, I don't know how to be this person. Like, I was 33 years old when it happened. And I'm, I have to refigure out my life. Like, I had just opened a new business. Um, you know, I had the farm. Like, my life was actually really great when it all happened. And I was kind of like, this is well, I can't do any of that now. You know, like I couldn't even go back into bartending because I couldn't handle being around like the loud noises and, you know, multitasking is like, was a, definitely a no-go then. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like people's orders and how to make drinks and things. So it was almost like 
I didn't know how to do anything that I did know how to do before. So a lot of my time went into just trying to figure out how to even be a human. What were some of the changes? And, and I'm sure it would just come from other people telling you that you didn't do this before, but you're doing it now. What were some of the changes oh. that you, that, if, that happened to you that, that you're doing now that you weren't doing before? That's a really good question. Um, actually, it took a total stranger to point this out to me. And it was a suggestion. And I was like, wow, that makes sense. So one, one thing that happened was all the people who were close to me, every conversation I had with them, I could see heartbreak on their face. And I knew that they were, they were mourning the loss of someone, but I was like, I don't know even how to help you get back to that girl. Like, I don't know how to be her. Like, you're just stuck it up. She's gone. (laughs) You know, like, so I could, I could see people very sad and a lot of people had a hard time being around me. So I actually did lose a lot of people. Um, and I don't fault them for that. You know, I was a different person. They didn't, they didn't know how to be around me. But a, a stranger this past summer, very recently, I was just kind of like talking to her about it, kind of like I'm doing right now. And, and I was, we got into the topic of how I'm an introvert and how I can be an extrovert. I used to be a bartender and you've seen me on my lives and stuff. Like I have no problem talking to people and being outgoing. I just prefer to be by myself. And she asked me if I was like that before my accident or if being an introvert was a new quality that I had. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know, but I think you're on to something. And then I kind of like reached out to my family and they're like, yeah, no, you definitely were not. You were not like this. Like I had my recharge moments, you know, maybe I would take a day or two to kind of like isolate and get my batteries up to full power, but then I would be back out into the world. Whereas now it's been, it's been years and I still have a hard time like going out there, you know, interacting with people for long periods of time. Did the way you talk, your speech patterns, did those, did that change? Like maybe you had like Um, that Yankee talk and then you went Southern maybe. I mean, Not this time. Well, I do that all the time anyway. I like me, me and my son will actually just bust out random accents throughout the entire day. Um, but actually, I did have a brain injury three years prior to the car accident. Also, I fell on the ice, and that one, I lost my motor skills and I developed a stutter and a lisp. This time around, that did not happen. Um, but if I watch my video diaries. And like, you can see there's like times where I just, I look very nervous. I'm fidgety, you know, just like I have like, I'm making strange facial expressions. And then there's other times where I'm just like super upbeat and like kind of like a cheerleader, you know, just like. So you were still trying to figure out your, your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's looking back on it. I don't even know if I knew that I was doing that. I think it was just coming out. So it's kind of cool to have the video diaries in that aspect. And I can, I can see the healing process. Like it is heartbreaking to watch. I feel very sorry for the girl who, who was going through that. Cause that was rough. But yeah, it was like all of the parts of me were trying to integrate themselves back into one being again. Do you know now what it's the weird. crash was? I do not. I know that I went, there was the person in front of me was waiting to turn 
like to go into a bar. I was on like a long stretch of road and I, I was in the expedition. They were in a pickup truck and I just plowed right through their tailgate. I never even hit my brakes. So the doctor thought that I had a seizure behind the wheel. Mm. Um, it's just one of those things we're just never going to know. Yeah. I was, I didn't have my phone on me, so I was definitely not on my phone. I know people like to throw that out there. <laughs> Um, but it's a 50 mile per hour zone anyway. So pretty safe bet. I was going at least 50 when I went right through and my truck was smashed in pretty much to my dashboard, the whole front end of my truck. I need everybody who is listening to go to the pissed get yourself 20% off your first order and get yourself the scent of freedom. Choose from wax melts, candles, the Patriot bars to create the ultimate smell of freedom in your home. But there's more. More freedom. Get your exclusive Mr. Freedom Stick line of scents and clean cotton wipes. The pissed off patriots, Christina and Nicole, find them on TikTok and Facebook as well as their website, thepissedoffpatriots.com. That's weird. It's, it's amazing that you are still with us today. You, Absolutely in, in your is. lives, you talk a lot about the Lord. Um, were you religious mm-hmm. before your crash, or is that was, something yeah. that you picked up now? That happened after. I was, I, was, I was a spiritual person, and I would always say, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. But I was not a Christian. I was not down with Jesus like at all. And so that is something that happened throughout my whole healing journey, too. I mean, I can go into that, but that would be like super long. We can save that for another day. <laughs> um, but I think being so isolated and not not even knowing who I was, I had nobody to talk to but God. You know, like I would try to talk to my family or my friends and like they didn't get me anymore. And I didn't get them the things that they cared about and they wanted to go do. I'm like, I don't now I'm good. You know, like I, I was different. Everything about me had been stripped away. So I would just sit and talk to God. <laughs> really, that's what happened. <laughs> what What were those conversations like? I mean, did he? There, there's obviously you have a you have a void there from your mind to your heart. What What mm-hmm. were those conversations like? I mean, how did he? How did he? How did he change you? Um, there was a lot of trauma healing that happened. There was a lot of with me figuring out, I mean, I've been through a lot of trauma. I make jokes all the time that I'm just like a walking trauma wound. Um, when I was trying to figure out who I was, that it's that's such a surface level thing to say, but it was so deep. Like I did not know who I was. I would look in the mirror and cry. Sometimes I would look in the mirror and I would see different people like, this isn't the person that I saw 10 minutes ago. Like, who is this person? Um, We all have different aspects of our personality, you know, that make up different parts of us. And it's the the way that we act when we're happy to the way that we act when we're sad to the way that we act when we're angry. Like they're all just different aspects of our personality and mine were just completely unraveled and gone. So when I was trying to figure out these things, that's when I was really having these conversations with God. Like, why am I like this? Why am I doing this? Why did this happen? And it was, it was a lot of personal revelation. Um, one of the first things that ever came to me, like about Jesus, 
because like I said, like I was anti-Jesus. My family was Christian, but I just didn't want anything to do with it at that time in my life was I was reading a book and like the words literally said, like somebody else was talking about their experience with Jesus. And it, the words literally said, Jesus says that your problem with the father comes from your problem with your father. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I was like, Oh, well that makes sense. If I can't have a healthy relationship with my earthly father, how could I possibly believe that my heavenly father cares enough about me to keep me safe and provide for me and like those sorts of things. So that was the type of unraveling that was happening inside of me. So most of my conversations with God were, went like that. (laughs) I learned that I have a lot of obedience issues (laughs) where my problems with authority come from, but then those types of almost like self-preservation type of things factored into the way that I was behaving in other areas of my life. So if my problem with authority, for instance, comes from never feeling safe and like I can't trust anybody, then that's going to affect every single area of my life, not just the areas where like I need to feel safe. Correct. You're always looking over your shoulder then at that point. Yes. Yes. So if I think that nobody can do that, can provide that for me, then I'm always going to feel like I have to do it on my own, which creates a whole nother mentality of of person to have. You know, I had to be superhuman all the time. I had to be, I had to be Wonder Woman and Supermom and all of these things. And I would never accept help from anyone. And these are qualities that kind of like, I always knew that I had, but I would joke about, but I didn't really understand how they were holding me back in life either and preventing me from actually growing as a person. But I always say losing my memory was the best gift that God ever gave me. It was like he stripped me down to nothing so that he could tell me who I actually was. Built built you back up to where you are today. Are you better today? Yeah. I, I don't even know if I that's am... the right question to ask. Are you better today? But <laughs> are, are you better today? I... Are you good? I am. I'm so much better than I was. I still have a long journey. There are still days where I just can't human like I can't really form words you know I feel like there's some sort of disconnect happening from my brain to my mouth where the words are just I know what I'm trying to say but the English isn't happening so that happens and then there's times where I can just be drained you know I just get like overstimulated um if there's if it's an exciting thing or if I'm in an atmosphere where there's lots of noise and lights and things like that and that can wipe me out for a couple of days too. But the amount of good days that I have versus the amount of bad days now is astronomical. I mean, it, there was a point where it was like 15 bad days to one good day. And now it's like I have 32 great days and two bad days. I think that's most, that's most everybody. I think you're there. Yeah. So maybe I am better. <laughs> Um, what would you like to promote? You got your, you have your business. Do you want to promote your business? Um, sure. Hopefully handmade.com. Actually that started after my accident also. <laughs> that was, um, that started as art therapy. I, I was like learning to wire wrap jewelry and then I just kind of acquired a lot of it. And my mom was like, you should start selling it. And now that's what I do. Um, but I have a, I have a clothing line. I obviously make jewelry. I refinish furniture. But that's just where my passion 
is, you know, I just like to make things. I've always been an artist at heart, which makes sense why I'm making content on TikTok too, I guess. It, it is an art and, and I'm, I'm glad that we cross paths. Um, I wish that there was yes. more that I could do with their, you know, with our initial story with the, with the there master will be chief, one day. but one day, yes. There will be one day. Well, I appreciate uh, you coming onto the show. And I yeah, will, uh, I'll attach all of that stuff to the, the prologue of the show and then I'll put it on Facebook and then TikTok and Instagram and all that. So, um, hopefully awesome. that helps you with your business and hopefully it helps with this story. Hopefully it, this, this story can get out there and, you know, somebody will actually take a real look at it. Yes. Just keep being loud. Um, give us your, your TikTok, uh, ad or uh, TikTok name. So people can find you and I am at the real lady J. You can find me on all social media platforms. Same name for Instagram. Yep. Okay. Thank you, lady J for coming on again, kingdom warrior, boy, mom creator, but the biggest word survivor. If, as you just heard between the, the active group, the, the activeness of trying to get a hold of this, this pedophile to, the crash and her memory loss, her relationship with God to where she is now. A lot of people would have just given up on life. She did not. She pressed through. She, I think she probably came out better than what she was before. I, I don't know that, but I'm just going to say with the smile that I always see on her face, I guarantee that she's in a better place now. So thank you for coming on. Um, again, if you want to find out more about the case, get on her TikTok, the real lady J uh, or else Instagram as well, and the link tree, the real lady J. All of it's the same, all across all platforms. Check that out. Um, I'll put the code. I'll put her business, hopefullyhandmade.com, where she's got her clothing line as well as jewelry. I'll put that on the prologue of the show. I'll put the link for the YouTube channel, so you can just click in there to watch this hour-long YouTube of this guy getting caught. And then you can understand the entire context of what she is talking about, why she's trying to be loud, why she wants justice against this man for doing what he did. Conservative aunt, please send the water to uh, the address that I'm going to attach, and it'll be on the Facebook, TikTok, as well as the prologue of this show. Get it down to that church. Get it down to the people that need it, please. And... The May uh, article, I'm going to do my best to uh, get that up on my Facebook page. I have not seen it yet. It's from the San Diego Tribune from May 2021. So I'm going to do my best to get a hold of that article, and I will post it upon my Facebook page, uh, the Extra Lambo Facebook page. I should, I should clarify that. As well as if I can, I'll get it on my TikTok, but for sure... It'll be on my Instagram and the, the Facebook page. So I will, I'll do my best to get that initial article that she was talking about. Again, Lady J, thank you. You are amazing. Um, can't thank you enough for being on here. Hope to have you on again. Let's, let's uh, hopefully get an update about this story, talk a little bit more about your relationship with God, where you're at in, from the last time we spoke. So very excited for that. Check her out. Check out my TikTok page, Patriot Lambo 2.0. I think that's what it is. Two or 2.0. Patriot Lambo 2.0. I don't know. Check me out on Facebook as well. And my Instagram, it's all the same. Extra Lambo. Or email the show. 
It has been a pleasure to be with you all tonight. Remember, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification tab up at the top so every time I produce a show, it's sitting right there at the top of your phone. Have a good night. Peace!